This is the Witnesses of History podcast, presented by Jeff Longley. Hello and a very happy Christmas from the Witnesses of History podcast. Although, to be fair, the first story is not one that really emanates any Christmas cheer. It's a report by Sofia Litvinska of the gas chambers in Auschwitz on the 25th of December, 1941. One of the the largest of the Nazi extermination camps, Auschwitz was located near the Polish town of Oswikim. Himmler established the first camp there on the 27th of April, 1940, which was supplemented in October 41 by Auschwitz II, also known as Birkenau, outside the nearby village of Brzezinska, where the SS developed a huge extermination complex. Estimates of the number who died at Auschwitz vary from 1 to 2.5 million. Sofia Litzvinska writes, What happened on the day before Christmas Day? There was a big selection in block number 4, the hospital block. Over 3,000 Jewish women had to parade in this selection, which was under the charge of Hussler. We had to leave our beds very quickly and stand quite naked to attention in front of him and the doctors, Enna and Koenig. All those who could not leave their beds had their numbers taken and it was clear to us that they were condemned to death. Those whose bodies were not very nice looking or were too thin or whom those gentlemen disliked for some reason or other had their numbers taken and it was clear what that meant. My number also was taken. We stayed in block number 4 for a night and the next day were taken to block number 18. About half past 5 in the evening, trucks arrived and we were loaded into them, quite naked like animals, and were driven to the crematorium. When you reached the crematorium, what happened there? The whole truck was tipped over in the way they do it sometimes with potatoes or coal loads and we were led into a room which gave me the impression of a shower bath. There were towels hanging round and sprays and even mirrors. I cannot say how many there were in the room altogether because I was so terrified, nor do I know if the doors were closed. People were in tears. People were shouting at each other. People were hitting each other. There were healthy people, strong people, weak people and sick people. And suddenly I saw fumes coming in through a very small window at the top. I had to cough very violently. Tears were streaming from my eyes and I had a sort of feeling in my throat as if I would be asphyxiated. I could not even look at the others because each of us concentrated on what was happened to herself. What was the next thing you remember? At that moment I heard my name called. I had not the strength to answer it, but I raised my arm. Then I felt someone take me and throw me out from that room. Hostler put a blanket round me and took me on a motorcycle to the hospital where I stayed six weeks. As the result of the gas, I had still quite frequently headaches and heart trouble, and whenever I went into the fresh air, my eyes were filled with tears. I was subsequently taken to the political department, and apparently I had been taken out of the gas chamber because I had come from a prison in Lublin, which seemed to make a difference. And apart from that, my husband was a Polish officer. Well, we raise the tone for the rest of our reports for the 25th of December and we start with the famous account by Luke of the events around Bethlehem on the first Christmas day. In those days, 
Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard of it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, the next account is from Matthew and actually takes place in the uh, storyline months, if not years, later. But it begins on the same night, because as the shepherds were dazzled by the great light of the angels above them, several hundred miles to the east, there was another group of men looking up into the sky that night. This is Matthew's account. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country 
by another route. And our final Christmas Day account comes from James Woodford, who is describing Christmas Day at New College, Oxford, in 1773. I dined in the hall and 14 senior fellows with me. I invited the warden to dine with us, as is usual on this day, but his sister being here could not. We had a very handsome dinner of my ordering, as I order dinner every day, being sub-warden. We had for dinner two fine cods boiled, with fried soles around them, and oyster sauce, a fine sirloin of beef roasted, some peas soup, and an orange pudding, for the first course. For the second, we had a lease of wild ducks roasted, a four-quarter of lamb and salad and mince pies. We had a grace cup before the second course, brought by the butler to the steward of the hall, who was Mr Adams, a senior fellow, who got me out of his place and came to my chair and then drank to me out of it, wishing me a Merry Christmas. I then took it of him and drank, wishing him the same, and then it went round, three standing up all the time. From the high table the grace cup goes down to the bachelors and scholars. After the second course there was a fine plum cake, brought to the senior table, as is usual on this day, which also goes to the bachelors after. After grace is said, there is another grace cup to drink, omnibus wickhamists, to all wickhamists, which is drunk as the first, only the steward of hall does not attend the second grace cup. We dined at three, and a, three o'clock and were an hour and a half at it. We all then went into the senior common room where the warden came to us and sat with us till prayers. The wine drunk by the senior fellows, Domus, pays for. Prayers this evening did not begin till six o'clock, at which I attended as did the warden. I supped, etc., in the checker. We had rabbits for supper, roasted as is usual on this day. The sub-warden has one to himself. The bursars, each one apiece, the senior fellows, half a one each, the junior fellows, a rabbit between three. NB, put on this day a new coat and waistcoat for the first time. Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, some, at least, of these Christmas Day readings. I know we started off a bit grim, but I think we finished there in the fine spirit of the day. Merry Christmas. listening to the Witnesses of History podcast with Jeff Lumley. The music was by Eric Matthias, www.soundimage.org.